Hi, my name's John Kasher and welcome to Cash Talk, where there'll be no boundaries and a lot of straight talk. All things money, business, and just everyday stuff. Hey guys, before we get started, just a quick reminder that all the information in this podcast is of a general nature and not tailored to your personal circumstances. So please seek personal financial advice before acting on this information. Hey everyone, and welcome to another edition of Friday Finance on Cash Talk. <clears throat> I'm joined today by Mason Thorne, um, regular uh, uh, regular guest, probably co-host these days of Cash, Cash Talk. And today we're going to be unpacking a um, very topical uh, uh, thought that is happening uh, in the world today. But before we get started, how are you, Mason? Yeah, thanks, John. Yeah, going well, going well. I'm being called co-host. That's a new career highlight for me. So that's fantastic. Uh, <laughs> that's it, mate. That's it. Well, you're on them enough. So um, that's it. And I, I started that off with a bit of a croaky voice. I don't know what was happening. Hopefully, I'm not getting sick or you might need to be the, the, the host for a, for a week or so. Um, but today, we're talking about um, debt repayments are rising. Is now the time to change your investment strategy? And we're going to unpack this a little bit. You know, it's not going to be obviously just a yes or a no because there's there's several different considerations that need to be made, and if people are feeling the pressure. You know, in Australia, it, since May, it feels like it's been unrelenting. It's uh, interest rates are going up over and over and again. RBA comes out and says, you know, there's probably some more still in the in the tank that's going to be coming and. You know, it's been for the last two years a, a big craze about putting a lot into investments, which we love, obviously, people for investing, but there are some considerations that need to be made. And Mason, what's your initial thoughts and, and, and maybe some of the considerations that need to be made? Yeah, it's funny. So when you originally proposed this topic, I thought, oh, it'd be a very quick one. No. But then you actually look, you look at it and then there's a lot bubbling under the surface here. So for that first part there with debt repayments rising, that's impacting a lot of people. And there seems to be some some form of a lag effect on the interest rates rising. So they've been rising over a number of months, but it's, it's, it's now that we're sort of seeing that it's impacting budgets a lot more now. So people looking at their budgets, what can we change? And I think the investment part of the budget is a really easy one to change, just lower it down because we're going to use this money for debt repayments instead. But... I don't think it probably should be that simple, John. I think there's so many more things that we need to unpack before we just jump right ahead and reduce our investment allocation. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I think there's. I think when you're in this situation where cash flow is getting a little bit tight, I think the first thing is to acknowledge is, did you get your investment strategy right in the first place? Okay. And we found this, you know, uh, we shared a meeting yesterday, Mason, where someone was allocating into an investment strategy and probably going a bit too hard on it, okay? And, you know, we've advised them to put a pause on it because, you know, they, they, in the nicest way possible, got a little bit ahead of themselves, you know, wanted to really invest for their future, which was, which is amazing. And we want that to be the case, but there's also things that need to be addressed today. So I think first, really, not emotionally, logically, looking at your current investment strategy and saying, is it the right setup? Do you have the right framework to achieve your goals and aspirations? And obviously, they come with you know proper planning, proper you know proper um, you know, uh, thought process, and reverse engineering what we're trying to achieve. So, let's assume your investment strategy is right. It's a plan in place. It's going to achieve your goals. Okay, 
Well, if that plan is done right, then there should be certain buffers in place to allow for these interest rate rises that are coming. So yes, the emotions might be getting there, but have they already been accounted for? Okay. Like I know, for example, when we do plans for clients, we we allow a few percent on top of their actual rates um, to allow for these increases. And obviously, we'll take the win when the when the rates are low, um, but obviously we're anticipating for these rates to rise at some point in time. So I think that for people who have a robust plan, there shouldn't be much tinkering or, or planning, okay? And and understand if is it your emotions that are getting the better of you in regards to seeing that bill just go up, but what's the actual impact, okay? And I think the other one is is as well too is um really understanding your cash flow. If you do not understand your cash flow, you're in trouble, okay? We've been talking about this for a long time. If people have been obviously following me on other social platforms as well, you'll hear me that this is not the time to muck around with your cash flow. Um, and there's certain levers that we can pull on as well too. And Mason, maybe if you want to just flesh out some of those levers that we can pull, yeah, um, in these certain times. Yeah, spot on, spot on. Yeah, I, before I touch on the leaves, I think what you mentioned there about knowing your cash flow, so important. So we also have a lot, of, there's a lot of data coming in. So ins, outs, things of this nature, knowing that is step one. So you have all your data, then you can create some information on that. So from that, you can say, okay, more's going out and it's coming in. That's the information. Then, it gets, that's, then that becomes knowledge. So you can make changes with that knowledge which then becomes wisdom. So it's moving up that hierarchy of information where so many people are stuck in this data area. I was like, oh, this, all this data is too much, too much. And head in the sands, ignore it. It won't improve if we do this. So it's it's moving up that, that hierarchy. That's what we do with clients with their budgets. Get really granular. The better your budget is, the more exact it is, the better we can allocate money and, and know that the budget's going to be hold up fine during times like this. That's where the robust investment strategy really comes to play because we don't set up investment strategies just for the good times, the bad times as well. So yeah. now onto the levers we can pull. So we've got we've got a few, John. We can increase our income. Obviously, more money coming in means we've got more money to allocate to certain things, keeping that investment strategy as is while also accounting for these extra, extra rises in the debt repayments. That's one. For some people, that's a very hard one to sort of get your head around to elevate your income. It's... It could be a hard conversation with the boss. It could be changing jobs. It could be starting a side hustle or another business. Or there's a lot of different ways you can do it. But I understand it is a. It's quite a. It's quite a daunting one. So it probably. Sorry, you go. Josh. I was going to say easier for some and obviously hard for others. So this is why you need to look at all of the different levers, like um, that he'll be about to. You know, he's about to go through. But you know, elevation of income. Well, you know, like you said, easier for some. Um, but then for others, it's, it's quite hard. But I think looking into it is very important. Absolutely. And the thing with elevating income, John, too, is you effectively you can elevate income infinitely. Well, I know it sounds silly, but there's no real cap on how much you can earn. Like we look like Jeff Bezos and things of this nature. Of course, we're not all going to be Jeff Bezos earning billions of dollars. But you can see how your income can be elevated to ridiculous levels. And that's how you really build that wealth up. Whereas... The second leave you can pull is lower expenses, but we can't go below zero. So there's a there's a cap there we can where we can lower. Like, yes, you can get really really low, and you see people in the communities like the fire communities, the financial independents retire early. On these communities, they get their expenses down really really low, 
And it's it's quite remarkable. They're living off not much at all. So that is a lever you can pull. It's not a fun lever to pull, though, because it means changing your lifestyle. But it's yeah. probably the easiest one we can pull. And it's, even just little changes here and there can make a big impact over time. Yeah, and I think I think when it comes to expenses, the other thing is around chasing shiny objects. And so as we've become a society that has so much things around us, we're just, you know, we're just in abundance of of goods and services and everything. It's easy for you to spend money. Like for the people that are watching or listening, you know, how easy is it to go on a spending spree? Like really, really hard. So really trying to understand um, your wants and your needs and really trying to look at, you know, from there, well, one of the needs is, for example, if you've got a roof over your head is to make sure that that repayment's getting made. So what of my desirables or what out of my wants can I give away to adjust that to accommodate for this stuff? Because the reality is, is that your investments is your financial future. And I don't know many people that don't care about their financial future, okay? Um, and obviously, that is a need, okay? So we need to be making sure when we look at these uh, levers that, you know, we're looking at ways to elevate income and we're obviously looking at ways to to, to manage your expenses to make sure that they're um, at a level where you can still sustain your lifestyle, but obviously not give give away too much from tomorrow. Um, it was actually an interesting one on elevator income. I was about to jump in there. I saw a, a, a girl that was on Dr. Phil um, and uh, she ended up converting to OnlyFans and uh, she made it like $46 million yeah. in one year. I'm just like, you talk about income, in, you know, being infinite uh, <laughs> uh, to earn that type of money. I'm not condoning everyone to go to OnlyFans, please. I'm not thinking that. It's just a very interesting thing. And just what you're kind of saying in regards to, you know, income is is infinite. Yeah, no, I actually saw like two yesterday. That's quite that's quite <laughs> funny. Yeah, she, she's done well for herself. Good on her. Um, yeah. really, really good. She's gone from Doctor Phil to millions. So if only oh, we all could you. do this. That's it. And John, that last lever. And honestly, in my opinion, this lever I don't like touching this lever, but sometimes it's necessary. And this lever is to revise your goals. Hard one to do because I know John, you've got goals in your life. I've got goals in my life. Everyone's got goals in their lives they want to do. Yeah. Telling me. If John, you say then Mason, you need to change your goals. There's going to be a fairly resistance on that on that lever. It's not going to come down easy. So I need to be convinced of why I'm doing that. Mm-hmm. So it's like John, you might say to me, Mason, we've you've elevated your income to a certain level. Fantastic. You tried all you can do there. Fantastic. Your expenses are at a level where I don't think you're over exuberant. Therefore, all we can do now is revise your goals. Maybe having that million dollars of passive income that you want isn't quite achievable right now. Maybe we've got to change that a little bit. Maybe we've got to lower that down to $500,000 instead. Mm-hmm. Being silly, of course, but you know what I mean? Like, it, it's going to be a bit of resistance there. It's, unfortunately, that's part of our jobs that to, to have those conversations. They're difficult conversations to have, but they're really important. And particularly for couples as well, I think it's being on the same page and working towards similar goals. Because if goals go off in two different directions, the plan doesn't often work because one's a spender, one's a saver, all these type of things. So, yeah, very complex, John. I think it's about alignment. It's about aligning those goals and also to make sure that they're realistic. And we were talking about investment goals. Like some people might say, you know, I want to be a millionaire in five years. Cool. What are you going to do to do that? Why is that important? What are you willing to give up to make make that happen? So 
the goals on are not just like little writings on a wall. There needs to be like a there needs to be objectivity around to it and and and, and be realistic. And I think the other one is um is make sure your goals are purposeful. Like don't just invest money to be a millionaire just to have bucket loads of cash. Everyone knows heaps of wealthy people that are miserable. Yeah. Make sure that they're that they mean something to you. Okay. So these are very, very important. And these are the decision making uh, process that you go through before changing an investment strategy or doing something like that. Okay. Now, there is another one when it comes to investing that you need to be taking into consideration. Okay. Now, when you were talking about this current scenario, you've got a surplus amount of cash flow and you've got two choices allocate it towards debt to pay off your debt sooner, get that certainty of paying down that debt, okay, or investing for your future. Now, investing for your future, the secret source or the secret ingredient here is time, okay? So if you're stopping your investment strategy, for example, yeah, how much is that causing your goals to be pushed out? Yeah, because you're what you're essentially doing is you're giving up time. You're trading that time to push it towards debt. Okay. And so when you're considering stopping, reducing, amending, what's that doing to the time horizon? Now, it's also important to then understand the, the risks that that takes on board. Okay. So if your goal doesn't change, okay, and it stays where it is but you give up, you decrease your allocation or you stop your allocation, well, to get to your goal, you then need to take on more risk to get that to happen, okay? High risk, high reward, low risk, low reward, yeah? So if you think about if I've got to be have a million dollars in 20 years, but I'm not putting as much as I needed to put in, a million dollars in 20 years and it took me, say, a balanced risk profile to make that happen, well, if I stop it, maybe I need to go up the risk scale to enable that to happen. Now, as you go up the risk scale, it doesn't definitely mean that you're going to have that. When that happens, you're just going to probably create a higher level of probability on your long-term goals that that's going to be achieved. But that's long-term. Short-term goals or shorter-term goals are more disastrous. What happens if that wasn't 20 years, but that's five years away or seven years away or three years away? Yeah, Your investment composition or what we call your asset allocation then needs to be mixed and changed and altered to then make sure that that goal is being achieved. So though it sounds like an easy question, Mason, there's a lot of different considerations that need to be coming in and the impacts that that makes on their life by one question or on an individual's life by, by one question. It's quite amazing, isn't it? You, sort of, you look, at a, look at a question on the surface, it seems quite simple, but... Everyone's life's different and life happens. If, if life was a straight line, it would be such an easy one, but it's it's not, unfortunately. Um, yeah, repayments are rising uh, and it, it looks like they're going to continue to rise for a little while. And we've got that lag effect, as I mentioned before. So by December, who like your cash flow might be looking a lot different to when it looked in January. And that's, that's the reality of it. Um, but... You want to keep working for that financial future. Like that's what we're that's what you work for, really. Like it's we, at some point we do want to stop working, and that's what we're investing for. So if I'm looking at the budget, that's for me personally, that's one of the last things I look to touch. Because you know, I know to get to where I want to get to, I need to put that money away. And that's not for me, it's a non-negotiable. 
similar to a debt repayment. You're not going to stop repaying debt because you know it's a non-negotiable and there's a consequence to that. If I stop paying the bank, I don't think they're going to be too happy with me, John. I think they, they're going to be asking questions, knocking on the door, saying, Mason, you can't be, you can't just live in this house for free. Like, mm-hmm. it's a non-negotiable. Yeah, um, and correct. if we treat it that way, I think our minds will be a lot different. Yeah, we might need to give up give up that extra holiday or whatever is going to be the case, um, you know. So all that, you know, that restaurant or whatever is going to be the case to continue to invest for your financial future. And I think going through those processes, those process process of, you know, those live, levers and understanding your plan is, is crucial. But there's another aspect to this question as well too. When, and what's been bubbling away is the timing of this as well too. It's a matter of debt rep- debts are repaying, markets are pulling off, yeah, I should be pulling back, say, on my investment strategy um, because it's not a good time to invest, okay? So there's the cash flow aspect to it. There's the goals aspect to it. But there's also the emotions and the investment reactions that are happening. So, Mason, the other aspect of it is these debt repayments are rising, but also people considering about timing things, okay? So what's your thoughts in regards to timing it? You know, I'm just going to wait it out. I'm going to stop investing because markets are... Uh, are not where they're going to be and you know let's just throw out another one and 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 the person who's saying this has a crystal ball and um thinks that the markets are going to tank by december well, i want that crystal ball that's what i want yeah. that's what i want it um but unfortunately no one does have that and while markets are, have cooled off there's no hiding behind behind that there's markets have definitely cooled off but that this just supports the investment strategy even more this is for a long-term investment strategy, this is the best thing could happen. You're buying more units for less. So your long-term future is looking is looking better, really. So I think that's it's a bit of a mindset shift in that regard. So you're buying things at a discount now as to where they were 12 months ago. So that's a huge win for the investment strategy. And your long-term future is gonna is gonna thank you for that. So and with debt repayments rising and things, so if we were to sell sell now, for example, to pay more on debt and to, mm-hmm. to get that debt repayment down, you're selling it at a lesser value. Mm-hmm. So we're locking in losses. And as we know, John, there's everyone knows to um, what's the word? Sorry, it's to sell sell high. Buy, that's sell what, high. Sell high. Buy low. No, that's that's what I'm looking for. My brain's not working today. No, that's, everyone knows this, but we're not doing that. Yeah. So it's it's funny how the human mind sort of plays tricks on us. Um, so this is probably not the opportune time to be selling. Um, if we look at it from, if we take a step back and look at it, it's probably we know it's not a good time to sell. Mm. So I think it's just thing, taking your time and thinking that thinking these things through. Yeah, and I think I, I think the other one as well too. These just for everyone um, is sticking to the plan. You know, sticking to the sticking to being consistent. You know, if you've got a regular investment strategy, you're buying on the up, you're buying on the low, you want to be buying on the low, you know, selling on the high, um, but you can't buy and sell. So, uh, you know, pick those, sorry, you can't pick those tops usually, like not most people get that. So stick to the plan, um, manage your cash flow, really focus on your cash flow, understand the trade-offs, okay? Understand the levers that you can pull, okay? And don't get me wrong, there's going to be unique situations where people, for example, have lost their job or they've gone reduced hours or, you know, they're on severe hardship. We're not talking about those people. Like if you're still employed and it's business as usual in regards to those things, well, yeah, 
you know, this is going to be something that you consider. But at the end of the day, when it comes to situations where you're on reduced income or you don't have surplus cash flow, well, a debt repayment is a need, okay? Like as in it's it's the, the bank's not going to say, oh, sorry, you will, we'll skip this month for you or you don't need to pay it. Um, you need to pay it. Um, now, don't get me wrong, in regards to your long-term strategy, are you carrying too much debt? Well, that's something that is probably for another topic. Um, but the reality is, is that these are times where you have to be making sure that you've got a magnifying glass on your finances and that you're planning accordingly, okay? There is no time to muck around uh, when it comes to, you know, increasing cost, cost of living um, because it, it essentially puts a magnifying glass on every single section of your financial world. Spot on. I think I think what you said there, John, is really key. So at some at sometimes it does pay a change your investment strategy. If things are happening in your life where which are very unexpected, loss loss a job, income goes down for some reason, having new babies, things of this nature that we just don't expect, then yeah, maybe your investment strategy does need to change. But I think what we're saying, John, is it's not the first thing you go towards. If you can keep it the way it is, great. Look at other things first. But unfortunately, life does happen. It's debt repayments and having shelter over your head is probably more important than putting money into a long-term investment because at the end of the day, you're here now. We're in the present. Future you, it'd be great to look after them, but you need to look after you now. We're not. We're definitely not saying to put yourself into poverty or anything like this to keep that investment strategy going on. Mm. Definitely not saying that at all. But we're just. I think we're saying stick the course if you can. That's it. All right. Well, Mason, we're going to wrap it up there. For everyone watching and listening, thank you very much for joining us again. Um, feel free to share this to other people that you might think is interested. Um, and we'll look forward to next week on Friday Finance, where I'm sure we'll be unpacking another topical question or uh, something that's happening in the world of finance. So for everyone, have a great weekend. Cheers. See you guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of Cash Talk. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you want to learn more about me, jump onto my Instagram at, at thejohncasher and you'll find me there or at my website at www.johncasher.com.au. Thanks for listening. Cheers.